come and brew with us. <laughs> this is RNGNT with Christine Kuki Solis and Sarah Skopic. It's locked with your random sips of life and gaming. Hello again, this is RNGNT. I am your host, Christine Solis, aka Cookie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sarah Skopic. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing well. Are you doing okay? Oh my god, I don't know why I stumbled. (laughs) (laughs) It's another episode, episode three, our first episode of 2020. Welcome to the new decade. Are you ready? (laughs) I hope so. I I don't even know. You have a big event coming on early later on this year i know later like (laughs) 10 months later (laughs) (laughs) i have a wedding that's much later later. (laughs) yeah we'll talk about that in a little bit but first again we stream our episodes live here on twitch.tv slash rngnt give us a follow um we are getting very close to twitch affiliate we'd like to reach that um we are at it looks like 29 followers and we need 50 followers which is not bad. It's not bad. Like yeah. we just started We're over this- halfway. So that's pretty good. We just started <laughs> this channel about a month ago and we've been streaming. Sarah, you've been streaming yesterday. What were you I streaming did. yesterday? I was doing more of a playtale innocence and I am currently eating my foot because I speed through I sped through the first four chapters in about two hours and it took me over two hours to get through two chapters this time. So that's oh, no. how well it's going. <laughs> I heard you were a little frustrated last time. I got frustrated. <laughs> I had to, I got a rage quit. <laughs> oh, you did rage quit. <laughs> what happened? I mean, it was just, it's just a part that I'm overthinking it. It actually probably isn't that difficult, but I'm overthinking it. I want to be completionist about it. And it's just <laughs> the last stretch of this chapter. And it's, it's an open, like, you kind of choose how you want to do it. And I, the promise that, I, I'm trying to do it, but it's probably the harder way, and it's just not working, and it's getting me mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. okay. When's the le- next time you're going to stream it? I'm not sure, but probably going to be either a Tuesday night of some time or probably like a Saturday night. But mm-hmm. hopefully a Tuesday. That usually seems to work out pretty well for me. But I'm not sure exactly when. <laughs> Sounds good. And then Lloyd also has been on our channel as well. Um, he's been streaming some late night Overwatch or Tales of Symphonia still. I don't know. <laughs> it's always during midnight while we're sleeping. So if yeah. you any of you overnight zombies out there, tune into our channel when Lloyd streams and keep him company. Yes. Um, and I've also been streaming as well. I'm going through uh, The Last of Us remastered yeah. on the PS4, which I got frustrated because the PS, my car capture is not doing anything right on my computer. Oh, no. So, like, I wanted the whole nice overlay and whatnot, but I can't get it on right through the game Oof. capture car that I have. So, <sighs> I got Technical frustrated. difficulties, yeah. the name of the game. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, whatever, let me just use the PS4 streaming thing that they have. It's so basic. And I'm like, whatever, I'm playing a game. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going through that game. Um, so again, follow us at twitch.tv slash rngnt. Follow us, turn on those notifications, and help us reach Twitch affiliate. And we'll get some cool emojis into this channel yes. as well. Maybe you can get a Sarah face, a cookie <laughs> face. The Lloyd face. <laughs> All the faces. All the faces. And again, we love for you to join us in our discussions. We do read the Twitch chat and comments as you've heard in our previous episodes. So we have Heart Slot. Dark Flux is here for the first time, catching us live. Um, they're, talk- they're talking about some Overwatch stuff that me and Sarah are not into, but I know Lloyd <laughs> knows everything about it. <laughs> And don't we forget, to, yes, we will learn. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Also, don't forget to leave us a review. Um, I don't think I have it up officially yet on iTunes, but I will soon. <laughs> Yay. The whole Apple thing does not do well with me. I'm an Android person, so. <laughs> I understand completely. <laughs> Apple is so expensive. Yes, literally the only reason I have any Apple technology is because of the iPod, which means I had to get iTunes way back in the day, and that's about it. (laughs) Do you still use that iPod, by the way? 
No, absolutely not. It doesn't work <laughs> with anything anymore. The battery life is two minutes. And I did at one point get like the last iPod they ever made for my car just because I didn't really want at the time I didn't want to put a bunch of music in my car. Right. And that doesn't even work with my car anymore. So it's just a lump of a little tiny piece of technology that doesn't even hold all my music. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how technology has evolved. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, uh, we are going to start out our episode with a couple trending video game headliners in the mm -hmm. beginning of 2020, and we actually love these headliners. Yes. Um, so they actually warm our hearts. Uh, the first trending video game headline we want to talk about is Man Hijacks Portland Airport Monitor to Play Video Games. Until the airport officials declare game over. <laughs> so if you check this out, if you type in video games and look up the news, you can actually find this article. It shows up several times. You literally see this guy sitting on top of his suitcase with his PS4 plugged in into an airport monitor <laughs> that shows all the deal, all the departures and arrival times. And he's playing Apex Legends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That game of all games? <laughs> I'm just teasing. Is that still popular? It is. People's... It is. Okay. I can't tell. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, yeah. that's ballsy and yes. a hero <laughs> among us gamers. <laughs> that is the hero that we do deserve, actually. <laughs> hero we all need today. Uh, I think my favorite part about this is how non-news it became because I know. the officials <laughs> went up to him and very politely said, please unplug and he said can i finish my game very politely and they said no Aww. <laughs> yeah so he could not finish his match and he had to uh take it away and um probably put it back in the suitcase and move along right doug flux in the chat says that's dedication and that indeed <laughs> is dedication and i would never thought of that idea as well I didn't even know you could do that i think what's kind of weird to me is how easy it is apparently to just use the screens at the airport for your own uses there's a lot of damage that could be done with that oh, the least the of these which is video games <laughs> uh well props to him in, in portland <laughs> <laughs> the portland man <laughs> the portland man and the second trending video game headline of 2020 which we absolutely love this even more Oh, Te yes. Texas Gamer saves teammate in UK after hearing him have a seizure. Mm. Now, I know a lot of us, uh, well, video games now is more online and we speak to a lot of gamers online and we've never met them at all. But at, but hearing someone actually having a seizure and you have the, you know, you're smart enough to call the, the ambulance and say, hey, this person over here. <laughs> in another way, <laughs> exactly in another country is having a seizure please help yeah that's exactly. amazing yeah and they the family of the uh of the person in the uk who was going through this the the parents had no idea so unfortunately if it hadn't been for the gamer in the united states nothing would have probably been found out until i don't necessarily too late but till a lot of damage could have been done so it's uh, it warms our hearts and shows that, yes, even online relationships can be very impactful and even life-saving. Yes. Yes. Oh, gamer love. We love you Yay. all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those were the trending video game headlines that we love to share today. Just we love to hear stuff like this. So the reason why we want to mention this is because in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about... The bad stuff in video games called, I, I can never say this word, toxicity. Toxicity. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> um, I put out a tweet earlier. Um, I'm at Cookie Persona at Twitter. Um, I put out a tweet yesterday, or not yesterday, this past week, saying, I'm afraid to play League of Legends because of all the toxicity that's out there. Toxicity. <laughs> so <slowly. laughs> Darn it. <laughs> no, that's what I do. That's a, there's a difference there. Yeah. And it's the same with Overwatch. Like, mm -hmm. I want to say I'm kind of, I really am afraid of playing League of Legends or Overwatch because of all the toxicity. Yeah. And we want to hear from you guys. Email us, tweet at us, whatever. 
what are your experience with toxicity in video gaming? Um, I know I can come up with a couple. Sarah, mm-hmm. can you come up with a couple? Um, thankfully, they're pretty. They're unfortunately pretty old, but yeah, <laughs> I had some. Uh, mid- I had some uh, online bullying and getting hit on in MMOs, which is actually part of the reason I kind of was turned off for M- from MMOs for a very long time. Right. But again, we'll talk about that next episode in episode four. So please stay tuned, subscribe to us, um, and then send us your experiences and we can read them here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what we want to talk about are the delays that are happening to video delays. games. Delays. Speaking of airports, delays. Delays, <laughs> exactly. So oh. last episode, we talked about all the games that were coming on spring this coming spring on 2020 so we had final fantasy 7 remake was going to come out on march 3rd and marvel's avengers coming out may 15th but square enix advised that they are pushing it back so final fantasy 7 is actually going to be april 10th marvel's avengers is going to be september 4th and another delay um cyberpunk 2077 Sarah's like going crazy her her hands on her head already (laughs) Uh cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to be April 16th and now it's going to be pushed back to September 17th no I don't mind it's being pushed back I'm okay with pushbacks but why up till September (laughs) this is terrible news for me because that is going to be right when I'm in the thick of planning my wedding Literally, my fiance said today we should just push back the wedding. <laughs> that was a discussion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I said, no, we're not doing that. For a video game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was, thankfully, it was not a serious discussion. I hope at least. But uh, I said, no. <laughs> we put all this money down. I ain't pushing it back now. But yeah. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's being pushed back. Like, that's five months, though. It's pretty significant. Um, what's worrying to me with Cyberpunk 2077 is there has been evidence of some saying that, uh, well, no, our workers are still going to be working overtime, overtime to put this out, you know, the crunch issue, um, which just makes me super sad. Unfortunately, I feel like right now it's kind of impossible to really support your favorite games that have not had issues with crunch. <laughs> um, at right. the same time, it's very, it's very disconcerting. Uh, we are pretty worried about that because I know that's probably going to put up another news headline about video game developers and possibly unionizing them. Yes, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, these long hours suck, but I think the video game, the, the top corporate people would need to figure out these deadlines and like figure out the best possible real i guess the real release game release date not just say hey it's gonna be out here this spring or hey it's gonna be in fall like can't you gauge how your developers are working on this game yeah i never really quite understood that myself you would think especially in a company that some of these companies are are huge long-standing companies that still seem to get it wrong um and it still seem to elicit all this crunch the main example i just always will never forgive and never forget is uh, i'm a big kotar knights of the old republic fan and the second the sequel um was developed and they had also been forced to basically release by christmas time And so the game, for those of you who played it, was not even finished. There were sections of the game that just weren't even finished because they were so forced to to push it out. So on the one hand, I appreciate that now we're kind of in a world where at least pushing back games is not seen as a bad thing. At the same time, they still just can't seem to get the whole, like get the due dates right because of crunch time. I don't know. I agree with you. It, it's it's kind of ridiculous that they can't estimate that these days. Yeah, like, what's wrong? Like, are you not talking to your workers? What's going on? Probably not. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know Animal Crossing was delayed, too. So I know it's coming out March. But originally, they said February um, mm. was supposed to be the release date. But I don't know. They might delay that, too. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think what's also just interesting is how many delays we're seeing right now. It just seems a little unprecedented, but maybe I just have been out of, <laughs> maybe I just haven't seen it as often, but this seems like a lot of it delays does. all of a sudden. It does. Um, I'm wondering what, and part of me, you know, at first I kind of was hopeful that maybe it was to try to prevent crunch, but unfortunately with the news from Cyberpunk, I'm not so hopeful about that so no. i don't know which is really like yes they're pushing it back from april to september yet they're still time crunching it that yeah that's five months that's, that's almost half a year uh so that's a it's just kind of worrisome and wondering what with cyberpunk i'm wondering what's kind of really going on um with all the other games it is very surprising i wonder if they're like adding more stuff like uh, gain mm -hmm. more popularity because of keanu reeves Maybe, uh, maybe they what they had because the only reason I'm not so sure is because these are the same people that made the Witcher series, and Witcher Three was a huge game. But I also do not know how long it was in development for because all three of those games took a long time to come out. So yeah, maybe, maybe they had kind of a smaller scale idea, um, and now it's gotten super popular um, with anticipation. So maybe, and oh yeah, and Darkflux is giving a, a good suggestion that it might have some pressure on them because of all the Witcher hype. Maybe. Because uh, of all, you know, the show that's going on, they're not right. making a Witcher game, but people are going to be, there's probably been a lot of people, my brother included, who's now been <laughs> replaying the Witcher series. And now everyone's wondering, okay, this game made the Witcher series, which Witcher 3 was very, very good game. Now let's see what they're going to do for Cyberpunk. So maybe... Maybe. Uh, Omega Welltall also says, I hear they're also making a multiplayer for the game. Ooh, that could cause some issues, yeah. That, that'd be an interesting yeah. game. That yeah. would explain the five-month delay if they weren't originally going to do that. Um, because I would hope you would... Because to be honest, that at least is a little more honest about how much time they would need. Because there are some games that have tried to mash in a multiplayer in less time with horrific results so but that brings <laughs> up that question again like cyberpunk 2777 supposed to be a single player game mm -hmm. do all single player games have to have a multiplayer function in it because <laughs> uncharted know. had a it was supposed to be single player the last of us was to be single player but they added like multiplayer into it like same thing mm -hmm. with tomb raider they added a multiplayer to it why oh yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think unfortunately, it's just because it's a, it's been right now one of the most popular models of keeping a game alive. You know, a single player game. Once you buy the game, that's it. You know, your sales are only from when those people buy the first original game. You don't get the you know there was whole that whole thing about resales and stuff that they're trying to fight because they don't get the money from that. But multiplayers come with. Other costs, other upkeep costs, other you know standard monthly cost to it and so that's a more it, it's a it's it's the gift that keeps on giving because you know more people if people are interested in your multiplayer they're going to keep paying to keep using it so then you have people that buy that 60 dollars game and then pay what the 15 bucks a month to continue with the multiplayer so from a financial standpoint big corporates love multiplayer options oh. it's just very dumb <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not a big fan of it i mean they were fun like the first 10 minutes, but after that, I can't keep playing it. Um, Wolfie says that multiplayer was delayed until 2021 from one of their Twitter feeds. So, yes, there is going to mm. be a multiplayer function. Interesting. If they made an MMO about it, maybe that'd be better. But I don't like yeah. the whole shoot 'em up type kind of multiplayer thing. It just, the problem is that you're making two very, very different games and very different game experiences. And I get it, but. I just feel like you're stretching your ideas too thinly, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, and I don't know. To I mean, I think about Mass Effect 3. They also had a multiplayer option that was kind of a cool idea because it actually affected your single-player game um, right. and stuff like that. And there was a logical reason in the game lore why there was a multiplayer section of the game. There's a big war going on. But the problem, I, I don't even know if people still play that for good reason, because it did only really affect your single player experience. And honestly, there wasn't, unless you really liked the multiplayer game, there wasn't much of a reason to continue doing it once you were done with the game. So I don't know. Unfortunately, it seems to me it's the whole multiplayer option is another example of how big video game corporate heads just don't really get it. <laughs> 
I don't know. Do corporate not get it anymore? I mean, there's also news that PlayStation dropped. Um, PlayStation is actually not going to show up at E3 2020 this year. That what makes it the second year of not showing up at E3, one of the the biggest video mm-hmm. game trade show of the year. I mean, does that mean E3 is going downhill, or does that mean that? PlayStation's just not interested whatsoever. What is going on, PlayStation? You're killing me because I really love you and I really wish you were at E3, but why? <laughs> I mean, what that tells me is the first year when they pulled away, because didn't they have their own presentation later or something like that? No, they did it. Oh, okay. They used to have this thing on their own called PlayStation Experience, and that wasn't... Their last PlayStation Experience was in 2017 or 20 yeah 2017 and then they had their e3 they had their e3 at 2018 and then last year they didn't have one and then this year they're not going to have it either so they not do any kind of presentation anywhere about their stuff no i mean they were here at ces at las vegas but they all they Mm. all they did was reveal the playstation 5 logo surprise yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm amazed do they really not are they really not ready to reveal anything because they revealed stuff at didn't they reveal stuff was it the game award show or what was that no. They were, no i'm thinking of the xbox series x um they they presented something yeah the, uh, that was the xbox series x but other yeah, than okay, that that's what I'm all they do is exactly what Selfie says. All they have is their state of play, but they haven't done a state of play in like forever. Well, I guess wow. maybe a month or two. But all they did for their state of play was Resident Evil 3. Oh, yeah, that was last month um, to announce Resident Evil 3. Other than that, I don't know what's going on with PlayStation. I don't know if it's because of the changes that's been going on with corporate or um, Lloyd says in the chat, E three's been going downhill since they opened wow. up to the public, which is <laughs> that's what another. A lot of people been saying. Yeah. That's another true fact. There, like E three, originally was just a trade show, just for developers, just for press, just for media, mm-hmm. just for developers. And that's become more of a convention, I guess you could say, which are two different things. That is true. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's funny because E three is usually seen as the big thing uh but now it just kind of now we're what we're kind of seeing is a lot of businesses that are potentially just gonna say nope pull out of e3 and do our own thing um leaving what for e3 eventually e3 is gonna be like the indie uh developer heaven i guess for video games which hey i mean it'd be cool i mean (laughs) but like not what it was meant to be for sure (laughs) exactly so i'm i'm kind of afraid but at the same time i do hope that if PlayStation does do their own thing, uh, hopefully they do another PlayStation experience because I had so much fun with play- PlayStation experience. I do hope that they reveal more about the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're, they're going to have their own exclusives and stuff, except for Xbox Series X that will not have any exclusive first-party games at launch. What the heck is that? What? How are you what? supposed to compete with PlayStation? What are they thinking? They, do they have any... what (laughs) this doesn't make sense because these are two big consoles next gen consoles supposed to come out later this year xbox series x will not have any exclusives yet playstation will have exclusives what's the better buy already yeah exactly why would i buy a microsoft (laughs) sorry why would i buy an xbox series x what that's so weird to me did they say, like, listen, we're not going to have that, but we will have? But I haven't heard anything like that. I'm I am so know confused. Maybe. No, it's going to be a computer. No. <laughs> I'm still going to get a PlayStation 5. No. Well, besides just... PlayStation Heart. But it's just weird that they, they're going to go that direction. I mean, the only exclusive that they will have is probably the um, the Hellblade 2 that's coming out. Okay. Wait, unless that's coming out on PC too. So that's not really <laughs> yes. Xbox Xbox exclusive. So that 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 doesn't make sense. They are dying on the vine. I mean, it's just it's kind of maybe I'm maybe I'm the dumb one here, but it just really seems like Xbox is just purposely trying to do things into a dumpster fire. I mean, their new system, the way it looks, it's not it's quite the size of a computer monitor, but it looks like it's one. It's a mini like fridge. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a mini fridge. It's big and bulky, and looks like if you even spilled like something on it, it's just going to break in half. 
Um, there's no games coming out, like no first party games coming out. Are they being sabotaged, Xbox? Are you okay? Do we need to call somebody? <laughs> Blink once for yes, twice for no. Where's the competition in that? So we're instantly going to buy a PlayStation, obviously. Uh, Darkflux says, I have a PC, so I have no reason to ever buy an Xbox. Xbox technically does not have exclusives anymore because now it's all Xbox and PC. It's true. I just... Wow. What are they going to do? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that to be fair, the Xbox kind of came out as you know a you didn't have to have a PC to do it, which is why a lot of younger kids could play on it. I mean, dude, I remember in high school so many arguments with people saying the Xbox was the best or whatever, and so it had that that thing going for it. But with the way that they're doing it, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. No. <laughs> Selfane is asking anyone heard any info about the supposed Nintendo Switch Pro? No, I have I not have heard. Not. Nope. We had the we got the light version, um but no, I have not heard anything besides the this was a while ago, but when they released the light version, they also released an updated of their normal version which had better battery life. Right. But other than that, I have not heard of a Pro yet. They've been pretty quiet about that kind of thing. I'm not sure if they're actually doing anything yet for it speaking of nintendo did you hear about the new smash character (laughs) yeah i did everybody's so mad and i don't care you don't care you love it because you play fire i love it i love it i I want their tears make me thrive (laughs) um yeah no so so byleth which is basically the main character uh for fire emblem three houses (laughs) is the new smash uh revealed character and i i do feel okay here's the thing logically i do have to admit it is kind of ridiculous how almost like a third of their roster is fire emblem characters Right. It seems a bit much to me, yes. especially since four of them are basic. They're not total reskins, but they're very similar to each other in movesets. Um, the ones that I think make the most sense are the main PC characters because they are very unique. Um, but other than that, uh, I I was actually like I wasn't surprised, but I was surprised they decided to, to do it. Um, just but it, it did make me laugh at all the hype. Of the, was it Dante they thought it would be? Anyway, yeah. someone else. And People thought it, it would be going to be Dante from Devil May Cry because yeah. he came out with Devil May Cry 5. I mean, come on now. that It makes yeah, the, sense. It does, and it's just another Fire Emblem <laughs> character. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's so funny to me. I'm sorry. It's It cracks me up. Like, like I said, logically, I do think I kind of want to go, like, really, Nintendo? But on the inside, I'm still, like, laughing in delight. <laughs> and I kind of want to play. Actually, I usually only play the Fire Emblem characters when I do play Smash. Just play because Smash yeah. They're the ones that I like. So um, what you going to do? Uh, I'm very curious how they're going to have Violet go. I'm, I'm very curious about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's so funny. <laughs> Darkflex so says that Nintendo announced that they are going to have six more characters in the works, though. Um, it's so. okay. Three of them are going to be the three of the album. main house characters from Three Houses. <laughs> Listen, Three Houses, there's three of the main characters. So we already got half of them figured out, guys. <laughs> oh, Sarah's rolling in, <laughs> in victory. <laughs> oh, it's so funny to me. But if you were to pick a new character, who would you pick besides a Fire Emblem? <laughs> no, yeah, besides Fire Emblem. Um, if I could pick any character, it would be someone from Undertale for sure. Um, Sans would be cool. Even I do, I I go for Frisk. An actual, sure. yeah, an actual, actual, yeah. not like the me mm-hmm. character. Yeah, not yeah, not like the reskins. Yeah, an actual like character from Undertale. That would be my um top pick. Or, um, I don't think they can. But I remember for years I was wishing that they would do uh, Phoenix Wright characters. They did it in Capcom versus oh, Marvel, that would be but they've never one. done one in Smash. I would love that um, if they did Phoenix or if they good. did Edgeworth or anything like that. Very good. Uh, Lloyd says Goku in Smash. Oh, <laughs> that'd be that interesting. They have to contact, like, Bandai Namco. <laughs> they have a lot of people to call. <laughs> um, someone said, or Lloyd also said, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. That would, that would, yeah. 
That would be interesting. Um, a Tales character would be cool. I haven't played a ton of Tales games. The only Tales game I ever played was um, Tales of Fate. Gosh, no, Tales of um, Tales of Grace. Sorry, so <laughs> Tales many of Tales. Grace. Is There's a lot of Tales. I was games. like, how I many played... Tales are there? There's so many. Tales of Grace is F. That was a tech. I played like an updated version of it. Um, but yeah, for sure, I would think Lloyd, the character Lloyd, would make total sense uh, to be in Smash. <laughs> uh, that's from Tales of Symphonia. That would be fun. Uh, Dark Fox says, "Let's get Reinhardt in there for <laughs> Overwatch." <laughs> You know, that'd actually be a cool one. I, I, I actually know the Overwatch characters, so yes. that would actually be very cool to have in, in a Nintendo Smash game or Doomfist. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Oh, Who do- would you pick? Oh my gosh. I, I just had one, but Omega Waltoff says Doom Guy from Doom. I would <laughs> love Doom Guy from Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wufei says, Monster Hunter. Wait, they gave all the weapons to Blade. <laughs> Listen. Because Byleth is awesome. <laughs> Byleth. I call it Byleth. What, what did but I it's say? Byleth. 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 Okay. They don't actually, I don't think they actually really, because you can change your name, so the name's never said in game, but I've always said Byleth. Hmm. But maybe that's wrong. It's fine. Yeah. Let us Listen, know. Listen, I... I may I may be enjoying this a little too much. I can tell. Because because <laughs> there's been only one persona ga- character that's been put in and a bunch of fire in the piece like the uh player character fire emblem characters there's three of them in Smash and you can make them male or female. So I may be enjoying this a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> oh man, too funny. Um anyway, uh, also so continuing our talk about consoles. So how did that yes. happen from Nintendo Switch Pro <laughs> to the Smash. Um, Segway! Oh, oh, hold on a second. Almighty Pinecone, who we're going to be talking to later uh, in this episode, um, he suggested Knight from Hollow Knight needs to be in Smash. That would be a really good one, too. I forgot that it's they're not already in Smash. Yeah, no. for sure. That would be a good one. Um, anyway, so about consoles dying. So we're all going to get PlayStation 5. We're not going to touch Xbox Series X. No. Um, Nintendo Switch Pro maybe depends if there really is going to be one. We have to find out what the details are about yeah, that. I don't know. I don't, I don't play my Switch to a pro degree no. <laughs> to feel like I'm going to need a pro version unless it's really something special um so i'll be i'll be curious to see if that actually comes out right now nintendo's certainly not dying <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> nintendo's awesome <laughs> yeah hmm. i'm glad they're back into the kind of sort of portable way ish i mean you can take your nintendo switch anywhere i think that's I the best part about that and they did mm-hmm. well with that um what about this Google Stadia? I know you have one. We have two, and they have oh. not been touched. <laughs> Since launch? <laughs> Since launch. Uh, the main, because they're not mine. Uh, they're my brother and fiance's. They bought them, and they have not touched them, which is kind of a problem, because they had gotten that, like, free, you know, version, whatever, uh, what do you call it? Um, like, they don't have to pay money per month yet. Uh, but they will soon. It's just really, from what I understood, kind of a lack of games. And, like, you have to, you know, pay for games. And they didn't really have a ton of choices at the time. Right. Um, and we have, I don't think, the concerns about our internet issue, I don't think is as big of a concern for us. Uh, but that was an issue. You have it's, unlimited, it, right? Not quite, but it's Comcast. So it's unlimited, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. You know. So, but from what I've heard, I don't think that's quite big the issue, but right now it's just, they don't really have a, t- there wasn't really a ton in the library. It plays very well, because mm-hmm. uh, I saw it played. It, it plays fine. It just, at the, right now there just isn't a reason to do so. Uh, so yeah, um, apparently they are set for more than 120 games, 10 exclusive soon. So I'll be curious to see what that means. I'm kind of curious too, how that's yeah. going to work. Uh, what kind of games? Yeah. Uh, currently, I do not regret my decision to step away from that. Um, I'm sure I will see if I do regret that and if I'm like, give me the controller. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> it kind of, it really does depend on their exclusives for sure. I mean, that is what sells a game console to me. And right now, Stadia kind of is feeling like a game console right now. It doesn't really feel like the next generation of gaming yet. Right. So we'll see. Um, 
I would have, if you, if I hadn't heard that news, I would have probably been like, nah, I don't know about the Stadia thing. Uh, but I will wait in question mark. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to see what games are coming out for that Stadia system. Um, there's a fight going on in our Twitch chat right now at twitch.tv slash RNGMT. <laughs> uh, Omega Waltal says, Shining Force is greater than Fire <laughs> Emblem. Fight My me. fiance would agree with you. <laughs> um, it's just that which has right now made more games. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just... that's a good debate right there <laughs> <laughs> I, like i really can't even get into this debate i didn't play the old fire emblem games i played when the new ones started and got super into them that way which they're very good games mm -hmm. um but that's the thing so i maybe the old versions i would have been like yeah the old fire emblem sucks i, I couldn't tell you but they're very similar kinds of games for sure but yeah um, Almighty Pinecone says Earthworm Jim into Smash, which, Ooh, which yeah. would be really good. Um, they did, speaking of consoles, the Intellivision, Amico Vision is supposed to be coming out. Amico, yes. I believe it, that's what it's called. That's that's by what? Intellivision. Is you met I him. I did. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm about to be wrong oh about Oh my something. gosh, Sarah. <laughs> You met the CEO of Intellivision. I did meet the CEO. He's, I forgot his name. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Sarah and her fiancé went to a show yeah. called Video Games Live. Yeah. Um, awesome. He is also the CEO of Intellivision, Tommy mm -hmm. Tallarico. Tallarico, yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, he also, he's awesome, he's by the way. very, very awesome. So they're coming out with their own console. Hello, mm -hmm. Intellivision. Um, yeah. Later on this year in October, called the Amico. Um, they're pushing for, you know, couch gaming, have fun with the family, family friends. Yeah, they're specifically, because we, we interview, um, specifically, they it is the kind of that bringing back the family. And so their games are not going to really have any kind of gore or I don't know what he said about violence right. because that's such a I mean so many common rated E games have violence in it so I don't really know where he's going to put there but yeah the whole idea was very much family friendly only uh playing together on the couch uh so nothing that's super violent super vulgar super sexual things that you can you know play in a family unit so I'll be curious to see how it goes he's very very confident in it so he we'll is see very confident that's all <laughs> that's all he's been talking about which is great yeah. I, I we love him we love yes. Tommy um the reason why I mentioned him is because he also did the music for Earthworm Jim so he did so uh, hopefully we'll see what goes on with the Emiko when it comes out. I'm still kind of confused how it works out because the picture of it, it looks like two iPods together. With yeah, I unfortunately, I'm not even sure if he really explains the system to us, so I couldn't really answer that question either. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to wait along with you with bated breath. <laughs> uh, Lloyd says pixelated gore isn't really gore, is it? <laughs> mm, I don't think so. I mean, listen, if you if you saw, I still remember what constitutes rated M back in the day. That would be a hard rated T nowadays because it was not that well, you know, the graphics weren't quite there yet. <laughs> Dude, was it Shinobi? Yeah, Shinobi was a game my brother bought for the PlayStation 2 and I wasn't allowed to watch it. I totally did anyway, uh, because it was rated M and that was because you fought demons. And there was blood splatter, but it was also when you cut the demons in half, it had gore, which was just a mottled, like, black and red inside. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Back the, the pixelated blood, like, eh, like yeah. little dots of red. and you just. I, it's it more is. of the content. I mean, there's a difference between the violence of, say, Crash Bandicoot or Mario versus Halo. <laughs> Very yeah. different kind of yeah. violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, anyway, so that's our gaming topics for, for this podcast. Next, we're going to talk to Bill. Um, he was actually Almighty Pinecone in my Twitch chat. We're going to talk to Bill, um, find out what's going on in the world of D&D. And we're back. 
and we're going to talk about some D&D. Uh, last month, or last episode, we were talked about having a new D&D campaign right here at twitch.tv slash rngnt, and we put up a form on our website at rngnt.com if you want to come join us for that. Um, today, we have Bill, a.k.a. Almighty Pinecone, a.k.a. Bob, a.k.a. Ben, as Sarah said <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Bill will be our dungeon master for this new D&D campaign we're doing, and I have no idea what we're going to be doing. Bill, how are you doing today? <laughs> doing all right. I had a bit of a rough day, but that's just because, uh, you know, kids trapped at home. Not really couldn't go outside much because of snow, but we did build a snowman, so it was fun. Aww. Do you want to build a snowman? Build a snowman. No. <laughs> oh, come on. No. He's a parent. He hates the song. I know, right? I hate so much stuff. <laughs> Did you watch the second one, Frozen 2, yet? No. I have three boys. We're oh. going to go see Frozen 2. No, oh. I take them to go see uh, good movies like Detective Pikachu and Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> Those that are works. good movies. But yeah. Frozen's still a good movie. Anyway, we'll move on from that. <laughs> right. So, Bill's going to be our new dungeon master. Um, apparently, you've been a dungeon master for eight years. Is that correct? On, on and off for eight years. I haven't always just been dungeon mastering. It's more of like along the lines of everyone wants to play, no one wants to control it. So, yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very loose with rules mm-hmm. because of that. Because I'm like, you know what? If you can BS your way into saying this is a legit way to roll it, I'll allow it. Because I'm <laughs> here for fun storytelling environments. Right. Okay. Uh, I do a lot of RNG stuff. Uh, one of my longest campaigns, we did this. Um, I call it the Secrets of Nim game, where um, <laughs> I homebrewed a bunch of stuff with uh, a friend of ours, uh, mine, and... Um, we took them so instead of humans you were squirrels instead of elves you were rabbits instead of <laughs> elves, you were uh moles and they went on this huge adventure where they're fighting the rats and um so good their their boat gets attacked by a catfish and that's a dragon and they were going to go uh get the uh the magical medicine over in the uh, old farm from these two dragons that were red and blue pills and they were supposed to be just tylenol and uh fun <laughs> stuff like that where um yeah, it was a real fun one because I was going to have this whole thing set up where uh, it kind of fell apart because everyone couldn't make, you know, four or five sessions in a row. So that's how it always goes. Always yeah. Goes um, but that's the whole true. story was going to be that they, uh, the rats would wake up uh, an elder god that was going to be a crocodile. What <laughs> the heck is going on? I love it. So it was just it was the idea of uh, how could you make D&D into critters uh-huh. and yes. how you'd play from that. And I, I specifically stressed them that if you were going to do magic items, Think of a way that would work in the world. And one mm-hmm. of my good friends, instead of magic missile, he said they were magic mosquitoes. And he was he was a snapping turtle from the swamp. So he would just open up some moss on him and mosquitoes would shoot out. I was like, so this guy gets it. I love so, it. So That's I'm super all cool. about creativity in, in games. Wow. Okay. That's uh, that is important, but I feel like I'm not going to be very creative with no, no. anything. So he, Here's the thing. In this, what we're playing, which, by the way, I don't know if you've told everybody. What no, we're no, no. Go, go ahead and tell us, tell us what we're, we're playing. We're playing this. This just came out by Free League Publishing from one of my favorite series of all time, Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a fan's dream. This book is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super simple to play. It's super easy to make a character. Lloyd could... Lloyd's whipped up like 50 characters, I swear by now. Holy moly. He just goes, yeah, no, here we go. Here we go. And uh, one of the guys that's playing with us, he, he like literally, I was talking to him while I was at work. And he goes, here's my character. I'm like, how long did it take you to do? 10 minutes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not hard. And it's very customizable. And it's also a very easy system to play. Because the problem with D&D, I always tell everybody who's trying to start up, like normal D&D, is um, making your character is a pain. It is number crunching and deciphering what everything means and like oh i have an 18 which really means like a plus five to this 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 and this mm-hmm. and just, it's just a big and it's a lot of number crunching. And this one if you have an eight you're gonna roll eight d6s the normal die that's it and if you get a six you succeed if you don't get a six you fail and nothing really bad happens because the game specifically says it's okay to fail oh kind interesting and and then the the other thing is they've added this mechanic called stress where stress isn't always a bad thing but it can if you have too much gotcha. so if you say say uh cookie you want to shut the door 
right? Because mm-hmm. something's running down the hallway. Right. And I'm like, all right, you have two choices. You can try to manually shut it, and you're going to have to use, I think it's called, like, uh, heavy machinery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you can try to splice into it and use comms tech, which is, like, tech stuff. Whichever one you want to do. you Whatever you have a higher score in, you roll it, you don't get a six. You can say, I'm going to push this roll, which basically means you get to pick up all your dice again, add one stress dice, which is different from the other one, and you roll all of those. So if, like you said, you had an eight, you'd roll nine dice. I mean, all the all the only thing you have to need to worry about the stress dice is that if you don't roll a one. If you roll a one, bad things happen on the stress dice. So kind of like Snake Eyes dice. is bad. It's like yes. one is bad here. If you roll a one on stress dice, a panic roll happens. And the more stress you have, the more awful things can happen. <laughs> gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Where it's like, I can read some of them for you real quick. I have like a little shorthand uh, rule book, I think, somewhere. Nope, I can't find it. Never mind. Um, where it's like, you basically, if you roll panic, you roll 1d6, and however much stress you have adds to the roll, and it's like, nothing happens. You drop whatever item you're holding because you're you're scared. Mm-hmm. You um, run away in panic. You scream. You go catatonic. <laughs> you attack the nearest thing near you, friend or foe, or you just pass out. Which, when you're getting chased by a terrible monster from H.R. Geiger's mind... Pass out. Yeah, you that's don't. usually a bad idea. Because <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> um, but then, uh, I mean, so does that make sense to you guys? I don't want I can talk for hours on this. I don't want to. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I know you on. can. But again, um, I'm very, very, very new to D&D. So I'm like, okay, so you're talking about dice, D6, which is basically a regular six-sided dice. Yep. Yes. Do yep. I have to hold some dice on my own? Like, do I need to buy some dice? Like, no, for someone who's gonna... coming into D&D, do they have to buy their own dice? You, if you're ever playing a real person, yes, you'll have to buy your own dice. Mm-hmm. Usually you can sneak away with just buying a single set of D6 where D&D has gotten really like luxurious now where people are buying like $40 dice. I've seen. Don't, don't um, do that. Just got one recently. My fiance came back with Opalite dice for me, yeah. which is very, very pretty, but very expensive. <laughs> so I came from college when I learned D&D. Oh, you got I the had, crown bag! I, I got the, the <laughs> crown royale makes this wonderful dice bag for you. It's true. That, it's true. that it's when you thing. buy it, they give you free alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's crazy how that works out. It's so weird. And it's like, you go anywhere, you can buy a dice set, which comes with, like, your normal set of dice that doesn't have to be super special. You pay, like, ten bucks. More. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and they look pretty and stuff like that. But, like, I'm not into the whole luxury stuff. I mean, yeah, some of the dice looks really nice, but you don't. And if we're playing online, uh, one of the sites we'll probably use, you just type in a command and you roll your dice for it. Yeah. So uh, you don't okay. need to buy any dice for this unless you really want to go raid a couple of, you know, risk box board games for your D6s. Yeah, I... I I usually just use online rollers these days if I'm playing online. Yeah. Um, a lot of the games I play these days use, um, oh, what's that called? Special dice, basically. Um, the special dice because it's Fantasy Flight. Yeah. So we just kind of bought a set that we all share between and stuff like that. But yeah. for this, they're just D6s. Um, Google has do... their own D6 roller. <laughs> if I think we're going to use the thing we're going to use, it's, you can just literally type in backslash R... Yeah. X amount of like five D six and it will roll them and they'll show you all the results. Mm-hmm. And that's all we need because it's you can good. see if you roll a six or you didn't roll a six and that's all. Okay. So you were, so those who are just actually listening to the podcast only, you were holding an actual alien RPG D and D book. Um, I guess it was released just last year, December 10th, 2019. Yes, it's made by oh, free wow. league. Uh-huh. Um, and I have been eyeballing it since July. Oh, like wow. they they sent out like the Kickstarter like the pre order thing, and a couple of YouTubers got a hold of like their um, uh, they're like if you pre ordered it you got an early campaign, uh, one off material because this game has two sets of play a one off cinematic where it's supposed to be more like a movie, mm-hmm. and then a campaign play which is more spread out like your casual like hey we're getting together today to do D and D what's going to happen with our characters that we are building. Got it. And and they specifically stress in this book like how to set up between the two because I was like how would you do a campaign play for this when the when the creatures are so deadly right yeah. you have you as a DM has to make sure you don't use the alien that often so if you're expecting to tune in like hey they're gonna fight an alien today 
probably not. We're gonna save <laughs> it up, save it up for a big moment because these creatures are downright deadly. Yes. Yeah. Like, they have um, to be. They to have to be, sense. and that's kind of where like the whole like because they have this whole system set up to make it a horror game. Because like the stress dice, yeah, you're rolling like twenty dice, but if half of them roll ones, bad things are gonna happen. And you build up stress really quickly because they're like, this is how you can gain stress. And this is what happened. You run into something you can't explain, gore, blood, you know, you're under pressure. Things can build up really fast and you have to like ebb and flow with these to make it very scary. Um, I was doing a one-off and Lloyd's in it and um, straight up, I missed one roll on a PC, but I rolled something else for, because uh, uh, the alien doesn't actually have like, uh, I'm going to do this with the alien. No, you have to roll a dice to see what it does. Mm-hmm. And for the PC who is like investigating a body that just got chest bursted, it just hissed at it and it ran away. <laughs> but then a PC walked, an NPC walked in and I rolled for that. And that NPC got murdered right away because there's it just, <laughs> it just how it rolled. And I was like, that could have been you, dude. He's like, I'm terrified right now. I'm like, as you should be. As you should be. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we're going to be playing this Alien and D&D. Is it just going to be a one-off or are we doing several sessions? Gonna, what are we doing? We're going to do several sessions. You guys are going to be a part of... Uh, I'm, I've opted to do, for funness and kind of like how to build it, uh, Space Trucker Campaign. Because in the campaign mode, you can pick a couple of like scenarios on how to do things. Uh-huh. You, could, you could be you know, a marine ship doing like marine stuff, which fine. But then when I started looking at like some of the scenarios, because they have like all these scenarios in there for like what you can do as a DM to keep things interesting, um, reminded me of Firefly. And I was like, who doesn't want to do a Firefly campaign? <laughs> for sure. Who be Mal? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? That'd be fun. And then I started building this very loose story because I like to build a hook and then leave it up to you guys what you want to do. All right. And occasionally good. just kind of pull you in direction. I'm excited. I mean, it's going to yes. be my very first D&D game. Um, yeah. So we are going to actually be starting this D&D campaign early February, February. or sometime yes. next month. It all really, I know it really sucks. It has to do with my schedule because my work's it's my, my work. It's my work. I work second shift. So yeah. it's like if we did, if it was like a Monday through Friday, I would have to start at 10. And even then, I'd be really I excited. would not be able to do that because I'm an old lady. <laughs> same, same. same. Yeah. And it's just... With this game in particularly, it's not very focused like D&D is. It's not very, like, mechanical. Like, we pull out a map and you move X amount of squares. It's very, do you want to get closer? Do you want to back up? A lot of talking between characters. So if you have a good character-based idea, that's all you need. You shouldn't be worried about playing this. You should be worried about being murdered. <laughs> okay. making up a new character probably yeah you can build a new uh, so character have have really character fast. ideas yes yeah, have character ideas because it's <laughs> like if somebody rolls really bad and things go sideways really fast well i guess we need a new science officer yeah <laughs> put out an ad <laughs> exactly yeah all right so the list of players who we have um myself we have sarah uh, again Woo! bill is going to be our dm um sunny is a good friend of sarah's um, we're going to have Skuro. We've talked about Skuro a bunch, and you'll actually get to hear him <laughs> now here. And <laughs> Lloyd, the producer. So that's five players, uh, plus Bill. I was going to call him Ben again. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> as the DM. No. Um, and and oh, yeah. Bill <gasps> just brought his and, little kitty cat. <laughs> and, 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 Jones and we all... Alien, so. I was going to say it's Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is actually my cat named Jonesy because oh my I, gosh when we adopted him my wife was like what are we gonna name a big fat orange tabby cat I'm like I'm gonna name him Jonesy because I love alien he <laughs> looks exactly like that cat too <laughs> in the movies <laughs> okay what do we need to bring do you already have a sense of what characters we need to be because Sarah usually mm-hmm. plays a rogue I, you you and I don't I really know that. each other so what do you think I would um, be. It, it, it's just pretty much whatever you want to be on this ship. If you think um, you have the PDF that I sent you, so yes. pick a class. That class doesn't mean it's your job. If you want to build a commander-esque character, you can be the second in charge, and you could be the communication expert. You could be a pilot. You could be the medic. You could be the science expertise. You can be a mechanic. You can be whatever you think would fit on this ship because you are essentially just space truckers making drops here and there throughout space, and I'm going to come up with fun scenarios for you guys to mess around in. 
some mostly negotiating, things going awry, shipments going down. You might run out of gas sometimes. I don't know. So just <laughs> whatever you think this ship needs, but be warned, occasionally you might run into an extraterrestrial. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Scary, scary. <laughs> yeah. Scary. Might be a problem. Like this guy. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you think fits on this ship, come up with an idea of a character how you want to play it just know that you will have all known each other because this isn't your first you know time out mm -hmm. on this ship you're not new unless you want to be the new person that's fine but whatever you want to be okay just kind of build around an idea that you like and build up from there think of quirks uh in this they talk about having like personal agendas that that's how you kind of like going out of your way to do mm. your personal agenda can give you XP so you can level up more. And it could be as simple as making sure you get paid. You'll go mm. anywhere to make sure that the shipment is good, that you'll get paid. Or maybe you stick by the rules. So it's like, I'm sorry, Stardate code says we can't let you in because you have a possible infection. Would you go out <laughs> of your way to keep somebody left out in an airlock to die because you don't want to break it in there? So think about things like that. Yes. After watching the movies, yes, you're staying out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, know, you want to listen to Ripley because she's a BA. <laughs> Which I think I think what I love about the fact that we're doing Alien, I've never done this, obviously, this is brand new. So I've never actually done um, this uh, role play type before. So I'm pretty excited to try it out. But I think it's great for our show because mm -hmm. Alien was always revolutionary for having a female action figure um, mm -hmm. yes. lead in the actual show. And they did a lot of reverse weird... Um, psychology on things when it came to gender roles in there so mm -hmm. it's pretty great i'm very excited it's, it's one of my favorite series of all time and it's why mm -hmm. someone's like we need more lead female ladies yes we do because we need more people growing up thinking that you know what you. it's just fine because i mm -hmm. didn't think there was a problem it's like what are you talking about there are amazing female ladies why we need more of them <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know it just it's just it's, it's just i grew up thinking it was the norm so i never thought mm -hmm. anything of it you know you had sigourney weaver and arnold schwarzenegger and you know it just was it was it was mm -hmm. buffy the, buffy the vampire slayer was there. yeah and then you know, the warrior princess <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Uh, princess mononoke you know yeah mm -hmm. think about that think yeah about for that. sure yeah yeah so, Anyway, stay tuned for that. Again, we we really appreciate you for joining us, Bill, for doing all of this. Um, of we course, were yeah, excited. Yeah. We can't wait. Um, I know there are other few people who wanted to join and have applied to us. Stay tuned because we are still going to do even more D&D campaigns. So stick around. We're going to do that after the Alien game, of course. Um, again, check us out at rngnt.com. We're going to be posting our D&D sessions there as well as if you want to you know, submit an application to start one over here at RNGNT. 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 Gosh, there you go. Got it. <laughs> You'll get it. Got it. <laughs> My own podcast name and I couldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that will do it for tonight. Thank you again for staying with us until the last drop. Stay tuned to our social media. We are at RNGNT on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And again, our website, RNGNT.com. You can follow us on our social media as well. Again, I'm at Cookie Persona on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Sarah, where are you at? I am Sarah Scopic, S-A-R-A-H-S-C-O-P-I-C. Also on Twitter, technically on Facebook. Just say hi to me on Twitter. <laughs> and Bill, do you want them to find you? Uh, I don't really use Twitter that much, but my Twitter handle was me, myself, and Bill. Um, <laughs> and if you ever want to look at some of the old stuff we did, which I'm a bunch of my friends, we used to have a, a YouTube podcast called Over a Couple of Drinks. Uh, oh, they're talking about me. trying to get it back together. So, oh, that sounds cool. like a cool, cool thing. And <laughs> again, and uh, join us on our Discord. Um, we're going to be talking more about the DD stuff on there as well. And anything that you want to talk about, this last weekend was actually pretty lit in our Discord. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known me being like, should I play Skyrim? We're right. kind of quite the discussion going. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, again, thank you for staying with us for until the last drop, and we'll see you into the next episode. was produced by Christine Solis, Sarah Skopic, and Aaron Pellin. Please support RNGNT by sharing this podcast with your family, friends, and fellow gamers and leaving us a review. Intro music in this episode is by Home and outro music by Stupidoken. 
Check out both these artists and their music at soundcloud.com. RNGNT and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. <laughs>